Monica, how are you doing? Oh, good as gold. Good as gold. You were just laying on the floor. That is so I probably gross. shouldn't have done that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did it feel? How did, how, is this floor comfy? Uh, I was still in a position where I was still comfortable. Okay. Yeah. It was probably going to end up in a place where I was starting to get achy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes, sleeping on the floor. It, in the beginning, it's like... This will work. It's like, oh, surface, flat surface, I'm laying down. In the kind of situations in which you resort to sleeping on the floor, you're like, flat surface feels so good. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, it doesn't actually feel this that good. This is actually good. trash. You're being gaslit into <laughs> yeah. thinking that it's good by your tiredness. Yeah, that's right. Hey, yeah. you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Monica. Indeed. Okay, listen up. Who watched as Moses floated in the basket down the Nile? Oh, okay. Mm, somebody was watching. Who was it? Who watched as Moses floated in the basket down the Nile? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Get yourself into the prize draw. You could win Journal the Word Reference Bible, a beautiful uh, vegan leather brown Bible uh, with journaling uh, margins in the sides. And again, guys, volume. it wasn't me. Stop sending in my name. <laughs> okay, it's, it's I haven't. I'm 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 not in these Bible stories. Okay, yeah. please. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Continuing on with the show, you guys have been absolutely furiously answering the quiz this morning, but you've been kind of, you guys have been quite kind of quiet on comments on the show. So you know, if you if you want to speak up, if you want to tell us, tell us anything, tell us what's on your heart, tell us how you've been, tell us how your weekend was. Tell us how your Monday was, you know, coming back to work. Tell us, you know, new things that you found in the Word of God and, and how they've been a blessing to you. We love hearing from you. We love that you guys are, yeah, engaging with the station. We can see, dude, we, we see the text messages. We see all your right answers and we're putting you into the system so that you can go into the draw to, to win amazing prizes. I'm kind of but curious also- to know, like, because you just said, like, how, how was their work or something? I'm curious to know is what all our listeners actually do for work. Yeah. Yeah, what do you do? Who are you? What's mm-hmm. going on? Absolutely. And, of course, over the weekend, we know that a lot of you were maybe, you know, spending time with your family. You were maybe going to church. I know that I was definitely at church as well. And we have a promotion that is going in line with that. It's called the Sabbath Gift. Oh, yeah. And so on Faith FM, right throughout this month, we've had testimonies of people who have been blessed by the Sabbath. But also... Also, we want to give you the opportunity to win something for free. We have a recess resource that is called the Sabbath Gift, and we want to give it to you for free. It's all about the history of the Sabbath. It's all about how much of a blessing the Sabbath is. It's you know ties into okay, well, should we keep the Sabbath today? All of these different questions are asked and answered within this book, and it's just an absolute blessing to read. So, a number again. 0491-064-669. If you just type in the code word Sabbath, that's S-A-B-B-A-T-H, Sabbath, it probably won't register if you write like Shabbat or Sabado or something <laughs> like that. So, so keep it in English. Uh, but if you text in Sabbath, then we will get you that prize absolutely for free. We have an automated message um, set up that immediately you know gets you details so that we'll be able to send you the Sabbath gift and you'll be incredibly blessed dude i didn't get to really describe it i kind of talked about it a little bit but it was kind of crazy yesterday i was helping my friend buy a car and the person we're buying it from just like knew me and knew my whole family and knew my whole life oh, and, yeah. and all this stuff but then i think the other cool thing is that i was talking to him and and when he was in europe with my sister you know he's like traveling around and, and whatnot and um 
Well, my sister was in Europe, you know, to look after me while I was there because at the time I was 15, 16, 17, and I was trace, chasing the dream of being a professional motorcycle rider. But there was many things that I couldn't do by myself, um, like drive mm-hmm. or book a hotel or, or you know, that was uh, because I was really, really young. So my sister would come with me um, to the races and whatnot and, and manage me and, and sort me out, which was good. I really, I really needed it. But then simultaneously, when we'd have time off away from the races, I'd just be in my home hometown training and whatnot my sister would you know go and travel around and she met this guy and and um yeah it was actually a cool story because he helped her while she, she was in spain and one night she lost her phone and was just it was actually it got stolen by someone um they like you know did a, a little crisscross you know basically just you know pit pocket that kind oh, of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and um and he he like gave her a phone and was like Aww. oh yeah you know this this should help you to be able to get home and and all this stuff so nice guy great guy but then you know the you know big reason why they're in Europe they're talking about you know we went over there to party and have fun and travel around um but yeah just talking to him he's like yeah I got a family now and I've settled down and my and my daughter she goes to a local Christian school here and she really loves God and I'm I've become a Christian myself you know wow. I'm like well me too man and we got to share testimonies and it was just really cool you know coming from that background you know living living the party life in Europe himself and for me as well I'm living the motorbike life which kind of translates into the party life as well and then um you know the both of us have you know, come out of that and being able to find God through mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it was really good. And then I just trusted him straight away. I'm like, I was with my friend Maureen. I'm like, Maureen, buy this car. Like, we're, yeah. we're, it, was, it was a good car already. I'm like, buy this car. Wait, wait, you know, this guy's good. You know, he's the homie. He's going to hook us up. So you he's like, it? he's like, yeah, if there's any, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got nice. it. He's like, yeah, if there's any problem, just call me. Da, 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 da. Like uh, I've got you. So it was, it was just a really great experience. Like connecting with people that you, like, I've never personally met this guy, but he knew all about me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. And just connecting, but also seeing the way that God works in people's lives. And he's just, he's like, yeah, I just can't can't see how anyone could just deny the existence of God. You know, he's, yeah. he's worked so much and I, I always turn to him when I need him. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Hey, we've got a text him from... invite him to church. Absolutely. Well, now I've got his details, so you know, you go. track him down. Hey, Greg writes in, he says, Hi, I'm a school teacher and an ambulance officer and have Ooh. started attending Brighton SDA in Adelaide. Oh, welcome, A Greg. school teacher and an ambulance officer. That's, guys, the guy's a straight hero. This guy is, is saving the kids... He's saving them kids, and he is saving the people as well. What is an ambulance officer? Are you driving the ambulance? Are you managing the ambulances? Let us, Greg, let us know, please. Maybe I, I could probably look that up and find an answer, but an ambulance officer. Hey, let us know what you guys do. You know, what, what's your profession? What are you What are you doing? Also, he says he's, he's down there in Adelaide. Shout out Adelaide. Have you been to Adelaide before? I've been to Radelaide several times. Yeah. Oh, classic Radelaide. I've been more to like Mount Gambier and whatnot than, than Adelaide. I've okay. been to South Australia a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Adelaide's a beautiful city. Really good apple pie in Adelaide. I am really keen to go to Adelaide. You know, this is the thing, guys. If you want me to come to your city, which you might not, but then you also <laughs> might. If you want me to come to your city, the A1 way to get me there... This is what you need to do. Here we go. Put me on the preaching roster. Oh, there you go. Contact me. Find a slot for me. If I have an excuse to come down to preach, I'll be there. That's like... Make sure you bring out the single girls. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) uh, Two ways to get them down there. (laughs) Did you know that Adelaide is a city of churches? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful old churches. I remember walking around there when I was like... 
14 years old. I was like, this place is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, we've got a text message coming in from Suzanne. She says, Monica, I have a Mazda 3 as well, oh. a blue-gray one. My 17-year-old son drives it now, but is on the hunt for a Jeep Wrangler. Ooh-la. Might need your help, Lawson. I've got you. I've got- Suzanne, I've got you. All right, first step, Jeep Wrangler. Throw it in the bin. We're not. We're not going to buy a Jeep Wrangler. Nah, I'm just. I'm just kidding. There's probably good Jeep Wranglers out there. I've just never seen one. Uh, you're listening to the Breakfast Show. Now, I'm, Suzanne, I'm the world's biggest hater. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Uh, but hey, actually, if you need, mate, mate, give us give us some details. I'll I'll, I'll sort you. I will we'll find you a good deal. You're listening to the Breakfast Show this morning, and yesterday we were talking about. Again, our last week covering the three angels' messages, we were talking about what does it mean to be tormented and fire and brimstone forever and ever in the presence of holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Mm. And we essentially did a Bible study to see that this phrase forever and ever uh, does not mean what we think it means when we read it. As people, we're like, forever and ever, that means a time in which there is no end. But we did a survey of the Bible and we saw that whenever destruction by heavenly, you know, destructive fire happens on this earth, whether it's the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, whether it's the city of Jerusalem or the empire of Edom, these places that were destroyed by God, the Bible says that it will burn forever and ever. But then when we look in our world today, and we ask the question, like, is Sodom and Gomorrah on fire today? Mm. Is Jerusalem on fire today? Is Edom on fire today? The answer is obviously no. So what we can gather from that is that this phrase forever and ever is actually talking about a period of time in which uh, that, that will come to an end. What is being connotated on by this idea of forever and ever or eternal fire is that the fire consumes everything. Like the, the fire. The effects of it are forever. The, the effects of it are forever, firstly. But secondly, it says that the fire is unquenchable. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's never going to get to a point where it stops because there's too much to burn. It's like, no, it's going to wipe everything out. It's going to be total. It's going to be complete. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. I like that really simple illustration of the match. Have you heard the match illustration? Sure. You get a match and you light it and then, like, you know, once it gets to the bottom of the match, it goes out. And so is the fire eternally burning? No. But is the match forever burnt? Yes. You You can't reverse it and unchange that burnt state. Absolutely. And as well, like even with when we see a description, like as you said, the match is forever burnt, you know, it turns into ash and whatnot. And it describes, you know, oh, what will it be like when the the wicked are destroyed, like, you know, go to hell. Uh, And you read the book of Malachi and you read chapter three and it's like, oh, yeah, there'll be like stubble left, neither root nor branch, like Mm. totally destroyed. And it's like, okay, so what's being described here then? And this is what we investigated and saw towards the end of our Bible study. We have on one hand, you have eternal everlasting life. That is the goal of being saved. Why? Because sin causes death. Sin causes death. Like, and death is death. So the opposite of that is eternal life, and that's our reward for repenting and following Jesus. On the other hand, we have the, the punishment for not doing so, the, the natural consequence of not repenting and you know, this earth being remade is that sin and sinners are completely destroyed forever. And this is the other thing, just from a logical perspective, why would God, someone who hates sin so much and is doing everything he can to destroy it and get rid of it, preserve it supernaturally for eternity in some place called hell 
which he hangs out in. Do you think that that, like, a God who the Bible says he is willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance, is that God's MO? Like, oh, yeah, I just want to see them burn forever ever, and ever. And the answer is absolutely not. No way. But, you know, we could, I could come to a philosophical conclusion and say, oh, well, God can never do that. And often people who don't subscribe to the idea of annihilationism as we're sharing now, they're like, oh, you just subscribe to annihilationism because you're too soft to, you know, take on the true word of God that, you know, and the true justice of God that burns people forever and ever. And to that, I say, no, <laughs> no it's not just a philosophical argument. No, we have biblical evidence to support this as well. And that's what we see when we survey the Bible and we survey this term forever and ever in regards to destruction um, is that it's, effects last forever. And then the Bible says, you know, after that they have no rest day of night. Of course, they don't have rest. They don't exist anymore. Mm. Like people who are alive rest. Um, People who are uh, dead in the grave and going to be raised again, which is everyone, wicked or non-wicked, when we look at the millennium period, you know, everyone will come before God in judgment. Everyone is resting right now. But there is no rest for people who uh, literally don't exist anymore. Mm. Uh, There's no rest. There's nothing. There, There is absolutely nothing um got some more text messages here uh we have some preaching spots later this year lawson and victor harvest south australia i'll send you the dates absolutely suzanne please i would love to come down to south australia uh alan writes in he says morning guys does anyone hate winter as much as me do you hate winter mon i love winter do you hate winter shell shell hates winter and lyle's not a huge fan of it either shell's husband lyle not a not a massive winter guy (laughs) i mean i'm kind of impartial i hate being like sweaty but i also hate being this cold trying to get out of bed this morning i'm like it was icy i love it because my favorite clothing item is coats (laughs) oh okay (laughs) scarves okay i will say winter fashion is probably better than a summer fashion no, I hate when I can't put my arms down because I got so many layers on. <laughs> <laughs> when you look like a starfish, because like you're Michelin it. manning it. <laughs> That's awesome. Alan continues to write. He says, "Being a rugby league player as a kid, my everything hurts on winter mornings. So Aww. very much looking forward to eternity when we'll forever be in God's glory, which I pray means warmth and no more winter. God bless, guys. <laughs> I agree, man. That's that's, so that's awesome. But oh, dude, that." Feels Early winter morning, I, I played a season of rugby league. I was the all-star on the underrates Toronto team. Not an all-star. Actually, I got the, the yearly man of the match. I got the most improved player, which was cool, because I started off that year and I knew nothing about how to play rugby. And then by the end of the year, I was just... You're Mr. Congeniality. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Essentially, I was the most improved. Um, hey, but- DJ Shell, we should get you some uh, like ponchos or capes, because it won't bulk up under your arms. So I'm just solving fashion problems here. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, dude, it's early morning, doing sports, like early freezing morning. Uh, it's, oh, I totally agree. Hey, can you come to Fountain in the City, Church in City? Hey, send me some dates. So, hey, J- Fountain! J- I used to go to Fountain back in the day. Jerry, send me some dates and we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah, Fountain in the City, that, hey, that's just a couple, a couple hours up that. the road. I know some people who Down go the there too, so yeah. shout out those guys. I don't want to name them by name because I, I'm like, oh, maybe they go to like 3am ride or something <laughs> else. But, but uh, I think I know people who go to Fountain as well, so that's cool. So yes, we've been talking about okay you know it's it's fantastic that we know that the the punishment for sin is not eternally burning hell but rather it is forever being destroyed it's the opposite of eternal life yeah now this is the thing that idea of hell of an eternally burning hell 
is being perpetuated right around the world. And it's it's has such an interesting effect on people, like a really, really interesting effect. Because on one side, you've got people who reject God as a result of it, and they're like, oh, if there's an eternally burning hell, if, like, if God's really like that, I don't want anything to do with that kind of God. That's, that's right. That's crazy. On the other hand, I meet Christians who are like, if there's no eternally burning hell, then what motivates us to even follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, I've really had people say that to me. Like, but if there's no eternally burning hell, like, why would I, um, why would I even need to, like, for, for, you know, follow Jesus? Like, what if I just die at the end of time? Then that's not, that's not a punishment. And this is the thing: it's because the reward is so good. This is this is the big point. It's like, why do we follow Jesus? Is it because we're scared of hell? No, it's because the reward of following Jesus is so good, which is that we get to spend eternity with him. We get to have a relationship with him. And it could be like simply that. It's like, okay, let, let's let's create a scenario. Monica, you and I, we're friends. Crazy. But uh that, Wow, that, what a scenario. That's our scenario. So unrealistic. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put you into the good position in okay, this in yep, this scenario. Yep. So you are the perfect friend, Monica. Like you Aww. like you're really amazing. You're you're just an average person who is mm-hmm. who's a great friend. Mm-hmm. And then you've got me, right? And you see me and you're like, I really wanna be friends with Lawson because he's like really great. Mm-hmm. But okay, so if um if I'm if I'm friends with Lawson, like if I engage in friendship with Lawson, I have a good experience. If I don't engage in a friendship with Lawson, um, well then, you know, I won't know him or whatever it may be. Um, and then it's like, okay, well then I'm motivated to be friends with Lawson because the experience of being friends with Lawson and having him as a part of my life is better than the experience of not being friends with Lawson and not having him a part of my life. That is a pretty obvious equation. Like, and the people who I am friends with, that's the case. It's like, oh, well, if I don't spend time investing in my friendship with them, then they won't be a part of my life. And so then that's worse. That is a worse situation than them being a part of my life because I've invested in the friendship. But for some reason, the idea of, you know, an eternally burning hell, it's like, oh, the reason that I'm friends with Lawson is because if I'm not friends with Lawson, he's going to come to my house every day and spray vinegar all over my car and make it smell like chips <laughs> in the sun. I'm just bringing that up because you clean your windows with vinegar. No, but he's going to throw rocks through my windows and he's going to beat me up every time I see him. And it's like, is that even motivating for us to be friends? The answer yeah, is like, no. obviously no. No, God doesn't need to be eternally burning you in hell forever um, as a result of... Uh, you know, um, not do punish motivation. That's that's right. It's like we want to follow God, not because He's going to punish us, but because we love Him. Mm-hmm. Like we love God. He's done everything to save us, and so why wouldn't we want to spend eternity with Him? We are looking forward to the reward. But what we can see here is again these false dichotomies that are set up, and 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 ultimately leads to false worship. Right? If you're worshiping God just so that you can escape punishment and not so you can have a relationship with him, then you start participating in a false worship. And I think this underlines very much a lot of the false doctrine and teaching 
that comes at the end time, that, hey, you need to do this because if not, then you are going to be punished for eternity and as a result of that punishment, you know, and, and you can just force people to do anything at that point because they're then worshipping God out of fear rather than out of respect and love. But it's a twofold thing, you know, we've talked about before already uh, in the last couple of weeks, we talked about how Satan, his first attempt is in, to entice people with, you know, ser- self-service, but then for those who won't fall for that, then it's, the 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 enticement through coercion and punishment and it's essentially he's doing that on earth but then representing a god or making an image of god who does that from heaven as well you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different and we have a final quiz Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was trying to censor you. Okay, anyways. <laughs> this one is actually a multiple choice uh, question. It has four different options. Okay, so among other things, which of these items did the spies bring back after searching the land? Was it A, grapes, B, almonds, C, apricots, or D, cattle? So among other things, which of these items did the spies bring back after searching the land? Was it grapes, almonds, apricots, or cattle? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Get yourself in the draw to win the Journal of the Word Reference Bible. Dude, I love it when you guys text in. We had Brett text in. He says, I- "I'm here in Adelaide, dude. We got Adelaide people all around today." But uh, Brett, he goes, "I'm Brett here in Adelaide, and I'm an audiologist, and Ooh. also I also go the Maroons." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brett, you've now been blocked. Uh, you're not allowed to text I'm not, in. I'm not blocking it. You know, you're not allowed to text in. But what's an audiologist? Is it someone who like checks the ears? Kind yeah. Of thing? Oh, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. yeah, yeah. It's not someone who installs car speakers. If you Brett, want, can you fix my ears? I'm pretty sure I'm going deaf. Oh, okay. Well, he could probably do that. Like, that's literally his job. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. You could cool. test it out. You just have to. Head on oh, down he's to originally Adelaide. a Queenslander. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. Yeah, there and you then go. so he's saying, go the Maroons, which, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, I guess you can keep listening to the show. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, and then Alan wrote <laughs> this is so awesome. He's like, up late for the Scorps too, brother. Got rookie of the year. How small is Newcastle, right? Tiny. It's tiny. It's tiny. Yeah, <laughs> I think, what was the year I was playing? It would have been, it would have been, I was, I was playing under eights in 2006. Um, and yeah, I got most, I got most improved player. Someone's so. actually sent in dates for you to preach, come and preach. Oh yes. Is that, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll sort it out. We'll, 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 we'll see. I'll, uh, you know, I'll call up my assistant and, uh, we'll have a look in my calendar and, <laughs> and by my assistant, I mean like, Hey Siri. And <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to come down to South Australia. So definitely I want to try and line that up. So yeah. Hey, that means that. All of our listeners down in South Australia, I might be there. I'll let you know the dates. Well, it looks it looks to me from the dates we have here towards the end of the year. But I'm on you, Suzanne, and on you, South Australia. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we've been talking about truth. And we've been talking about, okay, it's, if you have this view of God, um, and we gave an example of that, that he burns people in hell for eternity, and then you know you use that as motivation that, oh, hey, I don't want to be burning in hell for eternity, so then I just got to make sure that I'm saved so that I didn't get this terrible punishment. It's like, no, the reason we follow God is because we love him and time spent with him far outweighs time without him. You know, mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be an eternally burning hell to convince us that we don't want to spend the rest of eternity with him because right. if we love God, 
that's the experience that we want to have. But I think it, it's an interesting commentary on the importance of truth at the end time, which is the thing that's going to be most attacked. Let's read some Bible verses now, Monica. Jump into John chapter 7 for us and start. We're going to go through some verses in John, right? So go John 7 and then verse 17. John 7 and verse 17. I am reading from the NKJV and... Um... <laughs> my Bible needs a moment to uh, load. Excuse me, please. Uh, it's just disconnected itself from the internet. She's she's on the she's in the internet Bible. So John seven, I can read this one. John okay. seven verse seventeen. You can get eight thirty two next, but John seven seventeen. It says, "If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority." Do you want to read eight thirty two for us? And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Awesome. And then do you want to get John 17, 17? John 17, 17. Uh, Scrolling down, just one second. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Awesome. Absolutely. So we see this wholesale pointing to truth here that is just so key and so important to Jesus himself. These are all quotes from Jesus. And I particularly like this John chapter 7, 17 verse. It says, If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. Now, he's using the word doctrine here, but in a theological sense, like in a, in a, in a very kind of academic theological sense, which is in the, in the academic theological sense, when the word doctrine is used, it's talking about inspired writing. So we often say doctrine is like a system of beliefs where you have systematic theology and then those, that systematic theology defines, you know, different doctrines and different beliefs based on that. But when Jesus says doctrine here, you shall know concerning the doctrine. He's saying you shall know concerning scripture itself. Um, we have, um, yeah, we have been given the word of God as a, as a manifesto of truth, essentially. A, it's a history book. It's a, a book that invokes personal experience. It's an inspired book. But it is the special revelation that God has given us to help us to inform and understand our experience with him. Um, God can work in many different ways and can reveal himself through many different things. But it's, it's through his word, Jesus is saying, is that it's, you know, it's whether it's that's how we ascertain whether what Jesus is saying and what, you know, obviously we believe what Jesus is saying, but whether what preachers are saying, what people are saying is from God or whether they are just speaking in their own authority. Now, it's interesting what Jesus says here. It's like, whether it's from God or I speak on my own authority, it's like, Jesus is God. And so he's like, you know, even if I speak on my own authority, it's coming from God. But he's like, but Jesus was so concerned with the nation of Israel and the Jews and his disciples at the time being able to have that discernment based on the Bible that he's like, hey, don't just believe me because I say it. Even you, like I'm, I'm doing miracles. I'm healing people and bringing them back from the dead. But even me, test me, see if I'm what I'm saying is true based on what Scripture says. And this is so key. This is the thing that will be attacked ultimately. And uh, you know, we brought up this story this morning from the Church of England, the Anglican Church, and they're like, oh well. You know, scripture and what it clearly says, well, we're not just not going to abide by it anymore. And and that's just the case. And Starting to apostatize, basically. That's right. And they've come up with an interpretation that gives them a license to do so. And it's like, and, and 
a part of that idea or that that um, that type of system of interpretation is that oh well the Bible isn't really God's true word it's probably you know being embellished in some places probably this is probably that and I don't want to sit here and just say you have to believe that everything in the Bible is absolutely true because it's there because it exists no what I want you to do and what I want all of us to be able to do is to research to observe to understand. But I believe, I wholeheartedly believe the conclusion that we come to as a result of that worship, as a result of that research, is that the Bible is accurate. The Bible is full of information that is straight from God. It is a a divinely inspired book. And as the Bible testifies of itself, it is perfect uh, and able to equip us for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, for anything that we need. That's what the Bible is. And so, yeah, if we are living in this end time, we're like, oh, what's true? What's not true? How you know, do I listen to the, to the Anglican church and to the bishops of the Anglican church? Do I listen to, you know, who do I listen to? And the answer is, well, let's go to the word of God and let's journey together as a people and study it and research it and have a personal experience with it as well. That is what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to divide the word of truth. And obviously, the first step in that process is asking God to be with you as you do so. I wholeheartedly believe in a personal experience that you can have with Jesus, an experience of the Holy Spirit working in you. But yeah, we are in just such great need to go to the word of God, because if we don't, then that's how we will end up going astray. Yeah, interesting stuff here. And guys, send us more text messages about where you're from, you know, maybe what you got up to on the weekend, and maybe even some thoughts on our Bible study as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson, we've got Monica, and we've got the amazing producer, Shell just living our best lives here this morning. And we come to the time where we just we just tell you what's up. Time for quiz just answers. Give you answers. Yeah, well played everyone. Uh, we've got some uh, almost everyone got almost everything right to be honest. Yeah. It was a really really good day for this. Uh, so quiz number 1, what was engraved in the headband of high priest? It was holiness to the Lord. Uh, so the the high priest wore the I can't even pronounce this, tzitz. It's a rectangular plate of solid gold with the inscription Holiness to the Lord engraved in Hebrew letters. Oh. Uh, how many sling throws did it take David to hit Goliath? Just one. Just one. He that's was boss. That's why I said at least one. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't need any second shots. He had that in one. Good on him. Uh, Jesus had four brothers with names recorded. Can you name at least one? Your options would have been James, Joseph, Simon, or Judas. And who watched Moses floating in the basket down the Nile? It was his sister Miriam. And among the other things, which of the items did the spies bring back for after searching the land? The answer was grapes. Yes. Delicious grapes. Yummy I think, grapes. Do you know, I think about those promised land grapes almost every time I eat grapes. I don't know. So I, I eat, love them so much. I just much. eat green grapes. I'm like, how can grapes be any better than this? No, that's well, that's the thing. It's like, this is so good. Can you imagine this being ever? Because they were like, the, the it was a single bunch of grapes and it was so big it had to be carried on like a, on a rod by two men. Wow. So when I when I imagine it, I think like That's each individual grape probably being the size of someone's head. That's amazing. Like it's just 
mind-blowing. I can't wait to get to heaven and stuff my face oh. with fruit. Now, we got a bunch of text messages here as well. Um, so, Alan wrote in, we were bonding over the fact that we both played for the Toronto Scorpions. Shout out. Um, the, the rugby team now is, I played under rates. But then he just wrote in, Alan wrote in, and he says, I played before the wimpy years started, 1995 to 97, when you could spear tackle and push in the scrum. Sorry, no disrespect. Have a great safe date, guys. Godspeed. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, when the spear tackle was around and when everyone got brain damage the good old days am <laughs> i right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah that's awesome alan that's so good i you know prefer not having you know uh early onset cte um, <laughs> and i'm not saying that you do but um yeah i think it's it's probably good that they removed the spear tackle from rugby um sherry wrote in this is an amazing testimony morning jesus guided my phone off the roof of my car to the bitumen now when we first read this we were like is she trolling us like is this a, is this like a joke or something but then whilst just hitting 100 k's an hour no broken screen few, few chips so she's made the classic blunder of getting in the car and leaving something on the roof and she hits 100 k's an hour and it flies off at her phone. And survived. And it survived. Praise the Lord. That is amazing. Yeah, no one wants to smash up their phones these days. Absolutely. Well, it's just so expensive, dude. Yeah. It costs more. Well, I'm, I'm a big-time insurance guy. Like, mm-hmm. I always get insurance with my phone. And so it's actually cool because I always get insurance and I put my phone on a plan. And you might be listening now and you're like, on a plan because you pay like double the amount of the phone over the contract. But that's the thing. During my contract, I always cash in my insurance, which costs like... I pay an extra $10 a month and then it costs a hundred bucks and I basically get two phones in the price of one. Oh, you're going to teach me that off air. So, well, I, I get two phones for the price of two phones, but over the period of two years or three years, however got long to, my contract to. is. So I play the system basically. <laughs> uh, and then Greg wrote in, he's like, what was that last song that was played uh, before the answers? Thanks. That was... Regnum Christie Music Collective with Colleen McKenna and Jack Dardis with Gethsemane. Beautiful song. So it's if you look up Jack Dardis Gethsemane, I think that'll find you the rest of those titles. Jack Dardis, Dardis and Colleen McKenna. Because, yeah, Regnum Christie Music Collective. But it's called Gethsemane. It's a powerful, powerful song. Oh, man. I also love these answers too, particularly because – he only slings one rock, but the point of interest in the story of David and Goliath is that he takes six. Mm. He takes a bunch of them, five, sorry. And the question is, well, why is he taking all of these rocks if he if he's just going to hit one of them? And that's because Goliath had brothers. Mm. And David's like, oh, mate, if I have to take all of them out, then I need five stones. But after Goliath was done, they all took off. Um, Jerry writes in as well. She says, I forgot my phone once on the top of the car. It was my husband's temper that flew off the roof. (laughs) 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 Wait, is it because the phone got smashed or you lost it? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Sorry about that, Jerry. And we have come to the end of the show this morning. It's the end of the show. It's time to give stuff away. Really? Really, really. Mm. I like this I like this competition because it's like everyone can w- enter and win. Mm. There's only 10 days left to do this, by the way, because it's uh, Faith of M's end of financial year giveaway. Ooh. So get in there while you still can. <clears throat> it's not forever. Basically, you can enter to get some fabulous Faith of M merchandise. And I still maintain that I feel like the presenters – should get free merch. If someone has an extra hoodie that they want to send me, I have do. free merch. How do you get free merch and I don't get free merch? Can I'm you our bosses, dude. Can you, 
can you please get me a hoodie? I want to. I want to. I don't have a hoodie. hoodie. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know. I want a hoodie. Anyway, there are sixteen different ways that you can enter to get yourself some Faith FM merch. All kinds of things: hoodies, hats, uh, stickers, mugs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you go to the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au, down the right-hand side of the landing page, there are 16 different ways. There's a whole list of them of ways to enter in. Every single thing you do will get you a draw in. You can answer a question, just tell us what you think of Faith FM. You can sign up for the uh, e-magazine. You can download the Faith FM app. Stuff like jumping on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. You can also enter the secret code. The secret code, you all know this, Breakfast Show secret code is Wheatbix, W-E-E-T-B-I-X. Jump on there, get yourself some merch. Absolutely, and eat some wheat bix for brekkie. Live your best life. Spend time with Jesus today. Get to know Him better. Open His Word. Divide it with truth. And guys, I pray that you have a blessed, amazing day, and you grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.